This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a wonderful Christmas. It is now, isn't it, that weird time between Christmas and New Year. It's Wednesday, December the 29th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It'll be a slightly shorter podcast for the rest of this week, but we will still bring you the top stories in the county. And first today, the Prime Minister is being urged to reduce the isolation period for anyone who tests positive for COVID to try and ease NHS staff shortages. Quarantine has recently been cut from 10 to 7 days if negative tests are provided, but some health professionals hope he'll follow the example set by the US where it's five days. Well, Professor Martin Michaelis is a virologist from the University of Kent. He's been talking about it to Ish. Obviously, it's a balance. We have so many cases and that affects the infrastructure, that affects the people that are there to do the things, the basic things we need. NHS is an obvious one, but at some point this will affect also uh, other supplies, uh, food, food in the supermarkets, and so on. So this is just a measure to balance that and to keep a basic infrastructure functional. From a virological point of view, of course, uh, um, every in every way we we lessen restrictions or or lower our guards. We we have some more spread. That's also sure. I mean, it was only just before Christmas that the isolation period was cut to, to seven days. And obviously, you can leave your isolation if you test negative on the final two days. D- does it seem like a logical step towards eventually we all want to get to a point where we don't have to isolate um, because of COVID? D- does this, is this a logical step towards that? I'm not sure, actually. We have to see what happens. Yeah, we don't want to isolate, of course, but we also don't want to spread the virus and we don't want people to die. So so always, if we reduce the isolation period, more people will be infected and more people will die. So th- this all depends also on the, on the numbers that we have, the COVID levels uh, in the country. So, so and, and nobody can really predict what impact such changes have. I think at the moment it is really, really... to keep the country going, to keep the infrastructure alive, to make sure that if somebody is ill, there's somebody to treat them so that there is food, that you have petrol and all these things that we need every day. And you you point out there about the the COVID cases at the moment. I mean, we we are at a point where we are seeing daily record cases of of COVID. And you mentioned there about finding the right balance. I guess we have to be, you've got to be very cautious, don't you? you? As you said, if we're taking more restrictions away, there's always that risk of, of spreading further infection. Yes, of course. Obviously, the most infectious days of a person are two days before symptoms start on average and the three days after the onset of the symptoms. Yes, that means on day five, you are less likely to infect someone. But still, people will infect others. So so I, I, I can see the meaning behind these measures. But in the end, if you look at our very high numbers, everything that uh, promotes spread further is not a good thing. And and we are still not sure how this will 
pan out with regard to hospitalizations, severe disease and death. We've also been asking on socials today what you think in a poll on Twitter. We want to know if you think the isolation period should be reduced to five days. At the moment, it's a bit of a 50-50 split. Some comments from our question on Facebook. Claire Nichols says, no, people I know who have had COVID are still coming up positive on day six. Jess Kemp has added, only if you can prove negative PCR should you come out of isolation in my opinion. Andy G says, I didn't test negative until day seven. While as Natalie Stimpson says, my husband is day six, no symptoms and still testing positive. Well, you can have your say by leaving a comment or voting in the poll. Meantime, an industry body says pubs, bars and restaurants lost £10,335 on average in the week leading up to Christmas. On Christmas Day itself, takings were down 60% compared within 2019. According to UK Hospitality, City Centre and London venues were hardest hit with people cancelling festive celebrations because of concerns about the Omicron variant. And a Kent MP says he's struggling to get hold of the Health Secretary for answers over a shortage of lateral flow tests. Sir Roger Gales tweeted the county appears to be in lateral flow and PCR test gridlock. He says staff at the drive-through testing facility at Manston are working flat out, but there are no stocks in chemists and no East Kent delivery slots available. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a teenage boy's in a serious condition in a London hospital after being hit by a car in Gillingham. It happened on Ingram Road just after nine last night. Police say the driver of a Ford Fiesta has been spoken to but they want any other witnesses to come forward. A stalker who followed his victim from Greater Manchester to Kent while subjecting her to what's been described as mental torture has been jailed. Thomas Whitley had been arrested in February but breached bail conditions by tracking his ex-partner to an address near Canterbury. He also phoned her hundreds of times with threats over nearly two months. The 29-year-old from Almond Green Avenue in Wigan has been locked up for more than two years. Money's been raised online to repatriate the body of a young woman from Medway after she died while working as an English teacher in Taiwan. It's still not clear what happened to 22-year-old Ashley Wallace from Strood, but it's understood she'd suffered a head injury last month. Her parents have been working with the Foreign Office to try and bring her home, and an appeal was set up after they were told it could cost more than £20,000. Now, one of our most read stories today is that more than 800 homes, a college and tree-lined streets could be coming to Sittingbourne. At Kent Online, you can see the multi-million pound plans for the town centre. Well, Ish joins me now to chat through them. So can you tell us a bit more about what's being suggested, Ish? Well, we're talking about what appear to be very ambitious proposals by Swell Council. They want to see more big changes to regenerate the area, one of which includes what they've called a mansion block community hub with what would be the district's first further education college. As you mentioned, there are plans for at least 850 town centre homes, a huge amount there. Some would be flats above existing shops and others would be more affordable properties. Now, it's also hoped a new crossing for pedestrians and cyclists over the railway line could be set up along with a warm and safe shelter at the bus hub. So a welcome addition for waiting passengers there. And then the other significant change, and certainly an aesthetically pleasing and environmentally friendly one, would be to convert St. Michael's Road and Euralink Way into tree-lined avenues. Plus a new green space would replace the car park in front of the Forum Shopping Centre. And the town has already undergone a bit of a makeover recently, hasn't 
isn't it? That's right. So these latest plans come after huge investment into Sittingbourne already, millions of pounds, in fact. And that's led to the opening of a leisure quarter with new shops, restaurants, a hotel and the light cinema. Council bosses are now very much aiming to capitalise on all of that. They feel it's been a success and this is the right way to adapt to our changing shopping habits. So what happens next then? And could this actually become a reality? So the next step will be for Swell Council's cabinet to decide if they're happy to go ahead with the plans. And then it will go out to a public consultation next month. I think the fact so much money has already been invested tells us the council are particularly keen to make a big success of this. They already think the opening of the leisure complex has been positive for the town. And these new changes are what they call a visionary plan to really take Sittingbourne forward. Any talk of revamping a hub of social activity, retail and leisure is always exciting. I think the key point for residents, though, is whether it's in keeping with the town's best interests. And locals will certainly be pleased to hear that the council says protecting the rich heritage of the area will be at the heart of any future development. Thanks ever so much, Ish. The Kent Online Podcast. With Ball in Maidstone. A man's been charged after windows were smashed at a railway station near Tunbridge on Christmas Day. Thousands of pounds worth of damage was caused to the building at Paddock Wood. A suspect is also said to have trespassed onto the tracks. It's been revealed that policing the Insulate Britain protests earlier this year cost taxpayers at least at £4.3 million. Freedom of information requests found more than 6,500 Met Police officers and staff were involved in dismantling the demos. Parts of the M25 near the Dartford crossing were blocked by the group. Plans for a 5G mast near Dartford that would tower above trees and neighbouring homes have been called an eyesore. Mobile Network 3 wants to install the 65-foot tall structure on Barn End Lane in Wilmington to boost phone coverage. But residents have complained, saying it would be a blight on the area and think it's better off elsewhere. At Kent Online today, you can see exactly how tall it would be and let us know what you think. And a trailer's been released ahead of the final series of Killing Eve, which was partly filmed here in Kent. Jodie Comer was spotted shooting scenes near the Lido in Cliftonville back in the summer. It's thought the town will double up for the Caribbean island of Cuba and the show will be available to stream at the end of February. You can see that trailer on the website. Kent Online Sport. Football and a reminder that Gillingham's game against Charlton today has been postponed. It's because the Addicts have a number of Covid cases in their squad. Well, the Jills haven't actually played since December the 11th after suffering a similar problem themselves. They're due to travel to MK Dons on New Year's Day and are currently in the League One relegation zone. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.